Hey guys, how's it going? Zach in here. What's up guys? Rick in here. And in today's video, we're going to go over how to convert your sellers into creative finance. So um, if you're interested in subject twos, you're interested in lease options, this is going to be the ultimate video for you, for you today. So before we get into it, remember you need to smash that like button and subscribe get the most free value content from us and uh, we'll get going. Sorry, we started a little later than usual today. Uh, technical difficulties, but uh, we're getting it all cleaned out. So, well, exact difficulties. Oh my gosh. So, smash that like button, guys, and subscribe. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. But uh, let's break it down. So, uh, creative finance, it's it's every wholesaler's dream to go out there and start closing creative financing de deals. And it's really a good cash flow play. But um, now, no one really talks about the acquisitions process too much and talking to sellers when it comes to creative finance. So, uh, want to hear your opinion on it. Mm. You're probably the master of it. Uh, so I, I want to hear your plays when it comes to pitching to your sellers, subject twos, lease options. Uh, before we get into it, can you explain what creative financing is and all the other types? So creative financing is, is just um, the, the ability to buy any property without traditional bank financing. Mm -hmm. And the same tools that banks use is you have the exact same resources. Like there, you guys think it's really complicated what the bank does. It's not, they just have more money than you. Um, and by the way, it's never the bank's money. They're just managing it. So creative financing, I gotta be honest, is probably one of my favorite things to do because um, if you and the seller can work out an agreement, anything can go. And this whole conversation is to teach you how to do it. Um, when I first started wholesaling, I would have people sometimes beg me, can you help me figure this out? And honestly, I didn't know how to do it. I was so focused on wholesaling. I just passed them. As the years went by, I figured out how to do creative financing and I got really good at it. So wholesaling has the same customer base that you're going to find in creative financing. So if you just go through your regular list in wholesaling, you will have the opportunity every now and then where a deal pops up, where it needs creative finding. Actually, the really cool thing about creative financing is there's only one option when it comes up. So there's yeah. not a lot of sales. Um, you cannot force a creative financing deal. Either it works or it doesn't. So um, I have, I have a couple tips here, like really basic stuff. Guys, this is within your wholesaling operation. You can change your list up if you want to cater to, to creative financing, but we have customers all the time. So let me give you a real simple example. Say you're trying to buy a house for um, $200,000 and say she has $100,000 existing loan. Um, it's her second home. She really doesn't care. The house is run down. And guys, I use creative financing because um, you can use the existing finance if they give you permission. The problem is you got to figure a way to connect with them and talk to them about and creative financing, the best deals are put together for those who can communicate, you're ready for this, at a third grade level. Yep. If you try to go way over the head, use big words, amortization and calculations and and all these fancy, you're just going to scare them. You're yeah. going to scare the heck out of them. So I find when you talk at a third grade level, but um, so that $100,000, you can use that as your hard money, which turns into extremely soft money because there's really no closing costs. There's so many things you can do. You could resell it with that financing. Creative financing lets you go above and beyond 
the retail price yeah. of the property because let's face it, you're selling them financing. They don't have any other options. So um, that was my tip one. When you talk to people on a creative financing solution, you have to talk at a third grade level. You do not be smarter than the other person. You actually want to be, I want to say this correctly. You don't want to be dumber than them, but you have to talk really, really basic. There's no other way yeah. to do it. So don't use the big fancy words. Don't do anything like that. Keep it really simple because guess what? If you don't understand it, they sure as heck don't understand it. No. And the biggest problem I had when I started doing it is I scared the heck out of people. I'm just like, we're going to do this and we're going to cross collateralize this and we're going to use a security and we're going to record a note. And there's like, nah, no, no, no. I talked to, I talked to my mom. She says it's too scary. It's too yeah. risky. So once you freak them out, it's over. And I, I, I did that God, probably hundreds of times. Have you seen that when it comes up on creative? All like the time. It's, it's just simple. It's all, so a lot of time, like take probates. You guys know I love probates. A lot of times the financing's already built into it. And so if somebody passes away and they have a $100,000 note, let me ask you, who's going to object to seller financing on that? As long as they get what they feel is fair in their equity position, they will take it all the time. So here's a little tip. Whenever I have a probate deal where there's an existing mortgage Remember, the person's deceased. What's the risk? Zero to that person. They're not. True. They're not going to chase a dead person down for a uh, for a defaulted loan. You're probably going to give them some sort of money in exchange for the deed. True. So, what do you have to lose? Like it's it's a win win probability. The only time it you screw it up is when you start talking over their heads and you complicate the heck out of it. So, say someone's pushing me. And it's 10,000 more and I want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Well, if there's a loan in place and it's a probate, say, hey, listen, what if I could take over the property and give you that price Yeah. and I could just take over the existing debt on the property? Is that something work? I might be able to do it a little bit quicker. See, I didn't come after him and attack him and go, ah, you this, this, that. And like, they want more money. You have to get something in exchange. I will pay $10,000 more any day for a property where they yeah. build in the financing. I have very little closing cost, and then I can turn around and sell it for a much higher price because we don't have to go get uh, another loan. We don't have to get financing, and we definitely don't have to get an appraisal. So, mm -hmm. um, so number one, third grade level, absolute third grade level. Um, the other one I mentioned before, you cannot force creative financing deals. You can't. You, either they work or they don't. So let me give you an example. I say the same thing with wholesaling. You can't force a wholesaling deal either. You can do You can negotiate. Though. You can negotiate, but you can't force them to sell a discount if they don't want to. Okay. So creative financing is even ramped up more. It's ramped up even more. Either it works or it doesn't. So an example, in a no equity situation, there's just no equity. I can't yeah. buy it wholesaling. Um, so I'm always going to, you always want to ask people W I I F T what's in it for them. Yes. Not you. We know what's in it for us. So once they, and simply you go, so if you're thinking from their level, okay, so I can't, I can't buy it as a wholesaler. There's, there's no money in it. It's true. Have you ever thought about listing the property? I'll go right there. I don't even care. I'm going to offer it to them. And then they go, well, I really can't do that. And I'm walking them down one road to saying the only way we can do this is if we do this solution. 
Can I just explain the basic mechanics of it? It's real simple. Either it works for you or if it does. If it's not, we'll part as friends. And it's real simple. Either I buy it with creative financing, and I don't use those words, by the way, because it scares the heck out of them, creative solutions, anything like that. Yeah. Or I go just like this. What's your alternative? So what's your alternative? They, you, they, so if they don't have another alternative, you know you're in the right place. I see so many people trying to force creative deals because you guys offer more and more and more money up front. It's, it ain't going to work. And remember, in the end, you have to have 100% of their cooperation even after you close the transaction. Sure. So if they feel like they got shorted on it, it's going to be a disaster on you. So it's, guys, no matter what the position on it is, always think about it for uh, WIIFT, what's in it for them. And if you walk through that, you will never get steered wrong. I got one more tip to share on it. You ready? Of course. Um, you guys got to avoid trigger words. And this works in wholesaling, but it's even more important when it comes to a creative financing solution. So what do I mean by that? Trigger words, um, believe it or not, your subconscious programs words automatically that create fear in society. So when you hear words like contract, what do you think? What do you mean? Like, if I use the word contract, what's your initial reaction to it? It's bad. It's, it's the C word. It's final. It's you very, like it's scary. It's a very, it's end, you know? It's like saying the word I, um, the investor, like the I word. Signature. Oh, God, when I sign something, it feels awfully official. Yeah. Um, it's, it's words like that, that people automatic. I've watched them in wholesaling and you watch, they'll pull back as soon as you start doing that. So like I never walk in with any paperwork. You don't want to overwhelm them or yeah. do anything like that. So I always say, um, you just got to find replacement words. So instead of contract agreement, yeah. um, instead of signature autograph, people love autographs, right? Oh, you love saying that. <laughs> okay. Instead of asking for authorization, I just need your okay. And it's just by changing the words like that, yeah. it, it may like, Go, once they go in that guarded shell, it's going to take you 45 minutes to get them back out of it. True. And if they, they, you, we all put up that wall and we think someone's going to sell us something. And like the minute you hear word contract or signature, like even me, I'm like, oh boy, that's really official. It doesn't really mean anything. Like, yeah, okay, right. So um, those are just little uh, tips I've learned really over the 19 plus years of doing this is um, creative deals actually will be. Uh, pulled out of your list in wholesaling. All you have to do is prepare yourself when it pops up. They don't pop up everyone, but when they pop up, you can have a conversation with them. And as long as you talk on a third grade level, you make sure it's not forced and you always look at it for what's in it for them. You can easily put a deal together. If you freak them out, they kind of go away on you. So um, I agree. I, I just... What I want to break down next here is the actual pitch because I want to hear your two pitches from third grade level of a subject to an the lease option deal. Okay. Uh, we're going to go back in time here and uh, see what we can do. So uh, let's start off first with a sub two. So let's say I'm a motivated seller and I, I have this deal and got no equity in it. You go meet with me. We see the house. It's clean. What's your pitch? How are you actually going to get me to sign the work, the paperwork? <laughs> So I'm going to walk you through the short version of it. So at, yes. at this point is um, just like I teach in, in regular wholesaling is you want to walk them through answers 
you already know the answer to uh, questions. You know the answer to. Exactly. There's nothing more powerful than any type of sales position or is if you know the answer. So if any of you have kids out there, you ever ask them a question, you know the answer to, or you think you know the answer to, you use it as a learning tool. This is no different. So as I said earlier, so I get it. I'd love to pay cash for your house, Zach, but like, it's just, there's no money left. There's, there's just not enough room in it. The, the mortgage is too much. Now, I, you do not want to um, degrade them because they already feel bad talking to you to begin with. Yeah. Um, I always say, have, have you ever thought, I, I mean, what are you going to do if, I mean, if I can't buy your house, which it kind of sounds that way. I mean, what are you thinking about doing? Hmm. What, I mean, what are you going to do if this doesn't work out and I can't point you in the right direction? And so I'm going to ask you the question. And then basically mo nine times in time they come back, they go, honestly, I really don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm scared because I, I, you were kind of my last resort. I go, and then I am going to walk them through their solutions. Hmm. Well, Zach, what about just listing the house? Why not just list it? And you're going to say, oh, God, by the time I'm done paying the realtor and all the fees, and I just don't have any more time. I can't even pay the mortgage anymore. I'm like, okay, here's one of my favorites. Have you ever thought about working maybe with a, a partner or a family or a friend to maybe get a loan to get you caught up on everything? And then they're going to go in their whole family saga. Yeah, and you're yeah. just going to be like, are you kidding me? This is why I got in this position. I'm done with it. I can't do it. And so now the door is open. You've basically pre-answered most of the objections. Mm -hmm. And so, Zach, let me get this straight. You can't list it with a realtor. You've tried the loan route and you agree. I just, I can't buy it at the price at which you owe on it. So, um, I guess at this position, you just, I mean, you're just going to wait till they foreclose on the house or. It's true. I well, mean, I, so I guys, what I'm trying to do is close every door. Hmm. So to see if the creative solution is going to, I haven't even pitched it. You yet. Know, this is very similar to, right? What pre foreclosures? Yes, very similar. So you it's close the uh, doors, and then you go with your solution. You, you the answers because the problem is if I go into it, I pitch you to it, then they're going to go seek out all those other alternatives, and then you're hoping you come back to them. Yeah. So guys, it's always about framing and talking to people and see what their alternatives are for. So walk them through it. You pretty much know the answer to it. And if they want to meet with a realtor, God, let them meet with a the realtor. There's yeah. no way a realtor is going to solve that one. And so when you do it. Now that leads you to now we're talking the third grade explanation because yeah. now they're like, huh? <laughs> and you're just like that. I said, Zach, have you ever thought about a creative solution? What's that? Cause we've tried everything traditionally here. I can't make it work. What is that? Well, it's simply a process where I'm able to take over your home. You can walk away. And you can move on with your life. I will take care of the payments, everything with the property, and you can move on with your life. Is that something that you're open to? I, I don't understand. Can Great. you explain this a little more? I would love to go in detail. I just need you to have an open mind. Okay. So you now I'm I'm now I'm pre-framing the next conversation because what I'm about to explain, even on a third grade level, is not traditional. And said, so let me go over this. And a lot of times 
do you mind if I take a pen and paper and I start writing down? Okay. Your mortgage payments, 800 a month, right? Okay. And you're behind how many payments? Three payments. Yeah. Okay. And so you've already packed everything up out of the house and stuff like that. And so we just go through it and go, what if I could just take over your payment? We take over payment and you go like this. How would that work? Yeah. It's real simple. Things are so easy these days with online. And I want to be completely transparent for you. What I would do is make up the back payments. Mm. Obviously, we have to make it. That takes your house out of foreclosure, which in turn is basically going to save your credit and not get a judgment against you. And it's a huge win-win. Nine times out of 10, this is what they say every time. Yeah, but my name's on the mortgage. What am I going to yeah. do? And go, well, you told me your plan is just to rent for the next couple of years to get stuff straightened out for you. Um, how would you like if I make your on-time payment, make up your back payments, takes all that off your plate. You understand, mm -hmm. I, I understand you're short on funds and you can't get a loan. Not only will I do that, I'll make up the, the $3,200. I'll make at least 24 on-time payments and you'll be able to see them and that'll help build your credit. So when it comes around time for you to qualify for another mortgage, it'll be easily and technically I'm taking over the payment, which is going to work out in your credit history. I'd be happy to show you on paper how it works. But the main thing is I solve your financial problem. I solve your real estate problem and you can go concentrate on your family and move forward. Is that something you think would work or is it you just don't want to entertain that? And I'm just going to constantly walk. Listen, here's how it works, guys. As long as you don't scare them and they're open for it, they will listen to you. They will hear you out. Every, you will get people say, no, 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 I got a loan. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't solve that. You're never going to make them work with you. You can't force them. And remember, you need their cooperation for a long time afterwards. Listen, if I decide to carry it for three years, four years, five years, whatever, I like to take it over for the balance of the mortgage and the time left on it. If it's 20 years, take it over 20 years and move on. There's a million techniques and there's only so much time in the show, but I'm just telling you, we're trying to talk about how to get the conversation with them and you have to open them up to the conversation. Sure. So once you get past your whole spelling spiel and you walk them down the alternatives, why it's not going to work for them. And then you basically preface them to qualify them for a creative solution. If they're not qualified, I never walk down that aisle. It's just a waste of time. And by the way, guys, you're probably saying, why don't we just hit them with a creative solution up front? You're better off hitting them with the wholesale perspective and then switching there because trying to go the other way never ever will work ever. Yeah. Every now and then you'd be surprised. I've had people write checks to get rid of property. So like, don't write it off. Even when somebody has low equity, don't assume it right off the bat. The other one. So that's the no equity one. The other one is the person who owns a property outright and they're having challenges selling it for the price. They're asking too much. Mm -hmm. And that's a great solution too. You just got to get to the point where they're so tired of having the house not work for them. And most of the time they just don't want to be landlords. They feel like they get taken advantage of. And you go, and so here's my spiel with that. Hey Zach, listen, I get it. Um, tenants are brutal. It's a challenge. I think people take it. I think you're an awesome, nice guy. And I think people take advantage of you and you're tired. I get it. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you your price. I'm going to give you your price. And here's what I'll do. I'll rent the house from you. I will demonstrate online payments for you on a regular basis. 
I'll even pay the first two or three months up front so you should know I'm serious. I'll go ahead and fix all the little problems with the house, the shutters hanging down, the, the, the fascia that needs painting, and you'll know I have a vested interest in it too. And I can even give you a little some money up front with it. I'll stroke you a check up front, show you I have skin in the game. Is that something you're open to? And by the way, I will never call you to fix the toilets. I'm responsible for the roof and the AC. Yeah. And basically, you get a tenant. You get the cash flow. I can defer your taxes on it. And is that something you're open to? Or is it just you rather just deal with the retail renter? And that that's I'm testing the whole thing out yeah. there. Now, the conversation with that guy, it's got to be a little bit more advanced. You, you might have to go up to fifth or sixth grade. But don't go past there. Okay, you do not want to get past middle school in these conversations. Oh my god! And then if they're not into it, just like move on, guys. Like you cannot force it. I've seen people spend hours on it. I've I've watched people spend two hours on someone, and then they just cancel the deal, it's and crazy. you just waste. Like either they're cooperative or they're not. Your job is to qualify them to see if you're going to be able to walk them down that road. Yeah. So it's really, really just that simple. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. It's. You've got to yeah. preface that conversation when you have it with them. Um, and people are like, oh, you can't mix up wholesaling and creative financing. No, no, no. We're all here to solve problems. So if you're not comfortable with like creative financing, go find someone you can work with. It's not complicated. Actually, in a way, they're providing all the financing you want, everything. It actually makes it easier if you can get it done. Yeah. Uh, I, I would make that argument. I, I would say, what are the biggest differences between that and like a lease option? Um, cause it's a different conversation when they got all the equity, you know, because it's a different seller, right? Because someone you're going with the lease option, so lease they op want too much money. Correct. So lease option, they, they suffer from the disease of, I want way too much and I'm going to hold out. Zillow. So what happens is the, the, their listing becomes tired. The realtor gives up. Um, then they tried the FISBO and they get, they just get tired of meeting them one. um, Listen, at that point, all you have to do is just give them their price. It doesn't matter what the price is. It all comes down to the cash flow. So don't concentrate on the price. Like I don't, I know that sounds crazy, but in Korea financing, the end price is not the game. It's yeah. the cash flow in between and control of the property. Um, with that, I try to minimize my risk. I will, I'm not a big fan of putting down giant payments on creative financing unless you know what you're doing and you got big guns behind you. So like my, so if I do like a lease option, if I give the guy say five grand, which is light today, but if you gave him five or 10 grand, you better make sure you can collect at least twice that upfront in my opinion. So when you collect at least twice that you make sure you're never running in the negative. So here's the problem. If you give somebody 30 grand for creative financing, and then you can only get someone to give you 10 grand to move in. I don't care what your cash flow is. You're negative. You are negative. You are $20,000 in the hole. How are you going to do five, seven, or 10 of those deals? So sure. I, I find people like they're salivating the creative financing deals. It's by the way, not only does it have to work for him, it's got to work for you. Mm. So it, if you don't have 20 grand to give down with them, just learn to talk to people. I can't tell you how many I've taken over. And by the way, I'm not giving them my money. I'm going to delay it to get my end buyer's money to make that happen. Yeah. But here's the problem. If I know I can only get 10 and I just offered 20, it's like doing a bad wholesale deal in my opinion. So um, 
that's kind of all I have on it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it. Like, if they got no equity on the deal, I think I'm subject to. If they got it, go lease option. I mean, we there's a lot of other things that we do sandwiches. We can talk about all types of creative financing, but uh, truthfully, when it comes to doing the offers, it, it comes down to obviously you should know what you're what you're thinking. Like, don't go offering creative finance if you don't fully understand it. Uh, but there's so much education out there on YouTube. You, you can learn it, uh, learn the laws. Um, you can get really creative when it comes to like pitching tax stuff with them. Um, they can defer their, their taxes if they do certain ways for the payments, but uh, it really comes down to keeping it simple. That's where I've seen the biggest success when it comes to pitching creative financing. Again, why we're doing a live here on creative financing. We're not even doing one on wholesaling today because there's going to be such a big wave of creative financing. I think oh, in the next year or two, it's that, coming. We just don't know when, but yeah. I promise you there's a lot of people that are way, way overextended. And That's I really, right. it's coming, but it, you're, I, I'm not going to be able to give you that date. And yeah, anyone who tells you the date is they're completely guessing or they just keep reforecasting it and it, it's, it's not going to happen. So when it happens now from 2000, Here's the thing is, so say we have a market share. It doesn't happen overnight, guys. This, this honestly takes 12 to 18 months for the news to travel that properties aren't moving as fast as yeah. they are. And then they sit on the market six to nine months. So if like if a bomb dropped tomorrow and they go, okay, uh, something rocketed the economy, it would take a long time to do the financing. There would be a select few that would jump out. But for the most part, um, after the meltdown of 2007-8, it took till 2009 and 10 till people started taking action on getting the creative financing deals. And guys, you got to think back before that people were uh, doing adjustable rate mortgages. Like they were going out of style and uh, it just, I don't want to take over someone's loan at 9%. I just can't make it work. So it had to work. So now the environment we've had the lowest interest rates in history, right? Yeah. There's a lot of loans between three and like four and a half percent out there that are ripe for takeover that have 30 year mortgages. There's no adjustable rate. And those are the ones you guys are going to definitely want to target for sure. Definitely. So. I mean, I, I 100% agree with you. I think creative financing is super important. We got to keep talking about it. I want to keep everyone sharp on this one because you can wholesale creative financing deals. You can. Um, it's the truth. Uh, but I mean, I think we should keep some of them. I think the ROI is really good on them, but uh, we're actually selling one creative financing deal we're doing. We'll play, we'll make like what five grand on it. Like we're, we're not, it's not, not too crazy, but we've got some other ones that are coming. Yeah, it's a so, mobile yeah. home too. So they uh, guys, everything works like just be open to it. And honestly, if you don't know the answer, if they're highly qualified and they're like begging you to do like some sort of creative solution, you can reach out to somebody, get some help and then go back to them. I, don't do something you don't completely know what you're doing. The, the paperwork's a little bit different, but it's the same mechanics. The banks do whatever they want anyways. That's how they can restrict deeds or tell you you can't uh, flip this house in 90 days. Well, you have the same power to do it. You just you just got to learn how to do it. That's all. Exactly. So, but the main thing is you got to learn how to have a conversation with them. And if you have a good conversation with people and you qualify them, you can do amazing things with it. So. I agree. All right, so let's get some questions going here. We got, yeah, let's get it. Is the camera giving you trouble again? No, that was the capture card, I think, that we had to get fixed. I, I'm not the tech guy, so. It was a capture card. Exactly. Maybe, maybe user error. 
Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Jerry says, I'm excited about this one. I love creative financing deals. That's awesome. Let's do this. JV with BMM Estate Solutions, Seattle. Always thank you, Zach and Rick. Awesome. We got the fire emoji. Is this live? What? Why do people always ask if this is live or not? I, no, I, I mean, I guess you can see the recorded version. Uh, you, version. Yeah, or... but like everyone, everyone thinks I do the Grant Cardone thing, where like I, I have a video and I'll th put it there and it looks live, but it's not live. Nine seventeen five fifty one. I don't. PM. It's there. It's live, guys. I don't get it, guys. Like it's 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 five fifty one forty two. I got I got the official time for you guys. I, so how do you come up with the money? You don't need any money. You don't need any money. Like creative finance. So listen, there's a couple of different ways you can do creative financing. But if the old school correct way is you negotiate a trade-off for the seller. So I've had him give me the house free. I've had it as high as $50,000. Now, I'm not telling you, you got to do $50,000. do not panic. But the rule of thumb is whatever you pay out, you should be able to double return. Because remember, the idea is to basically kind of get your assignment fee built in there and get your monthly cash flows. Mm. If you give the guy 20 grand and you can only get 10 grand for a down payment on the market for like owner financing, or even if you're doing the same concept with a lease option, that's what I call extreme negative cash flow. How long is it going to take you to make up that, that extra $10,000? And there's no guarantee you're going to do it. I don't like those, like you can bank it. If you have tons of money, it's great. And honestly, the more money I throw at you as the creative like seller's act, yeah. you're going to take it, right? True. If you offer somebody 50 grand on a creative deal, they're going to take it. So test it just like you do wholesaling. Well, if I gave you three grand, would that work for you? And they're like, I couldn't do anything less than five. Okay. I, you should already know what the market should dictate. So, um, on average, the, the, there's not rules to here, but you should be able to get a 5 to 10% down payment on a lot of properties that you can offer the financing because your buyers have no other option. They can't get bank financing. Guys, I want you to understand, unless you have a traditional job and a W-2, which most people hate, banks are brutal on mortgages. Okay, I, I recently had to qualify for a mortgage. It's insane what you have to provide to the bank yeah. and guess what they don't care how much cash you have in the bank they only care about your w-2 statement if you made a million dollars on some sort of even real estate deal they will not it will take so long for you to wash that in depending on how you do your taxes and by the way if you change how you do your your personal taxes or if you're going through an llc it takes one year to reset most people don't have one year to wait around and that's the challenge. So I'm just telling you the money always comes from the end buyer. So if I'm giving him five grand and I can go out in the market and get a 15, $20,000 payment, my contract clearly stipulates I have 30 to 45 days to come up with it. I have the rights to show the house. I bring them in. I do my paperwork. And once they pay me, then I pay them. So is it truly a no money down deal? Yeah. But like some people like can finance it themselves. It, it's all up to you. I did them when I had no money guys. So coming up with 10 or 15 grand was never an option for me, yeah. but I knew if I threw out some crazy number, I'm stuck. So think about wholesaling, how we kind of test the waters. You want the initial no, 
you got to just be a little bit softer in creative financing. I can't tell you how many people just said, just if you could just take over the house and make up the back payments, I'm good. Yeah. The minute you offer them 20 grand, you're never going to, they're never going to take less than 20 grand. That's and true. that's my experience. So don't start out. And the number you have in your head, don't, you can underwrite it in your head, but you need to find out what the seller um, is going to come up with. So all right, that helps Ben. Sweet. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, that was a fire creative finance spiel. Notes taken. <laughs> see, so Zachary's got it because it's yeah. guys, I'm telling you a creative financing is not like, it's the least salesy thing you'll ever do. Yeah. It's a conversation that you have an amazing rapport with it and you listen very carefully to what their pain points are and you just try to solve because creative you never force it to happen either it works or it doesn't and i'm telling you even if you're not doing them now this conversation this this live we're doing now will pay off hugely in a year or two down the road yeah because when they come they come like i missed out guys when they came from uh really oh nine oh ten on I was trying to wrap my head around it. I just kept trying to flip. I'm like, why am I flipping these creative financing deals? I could just keep them forever. Yeah. Um, or I could have waited to, like till the next market cycle and probably made 10 times the amount of money. Um, so you have options with it. Every now and then you get one if it's over your head and it's bleeding a lot of cash and expenses. I get it. But you always have the right to sell them. Um, hell, I, I took over uh, Subject 2's. And the, so I did it before the market melted and it was so bad. I, I did wrote such a bad deal. I had to give him the house back. It was probably the most painful conversation ah. I had. And I did it multiple times and it learned me a valuable lesson because um, nobody kind of taught me the ins and outs of creative, but creative financing can work the other way. If you put too much money down. True. And then, so if you offered to give them 250, now the market's only doing 200 and the rents roll back and your tenant left you could be the motivated seller. Oh, yep. And I've been the motivated seller before. I understand the thought process they go through. When you have a property that's not working out and you've given up on it, you're looking for the first person to come across yeah. your door. So. I agree. It's crazy. But um, next one here is amazing. Arkansas market already slowed down months ago. Interesting. Really? Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Zach and Rick. Let's go. Awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, Zach with an H. Glad to see the power duo. Appreciate the response, of course. Uh, can you speak on what your favorite creative finance deals that you currently own? Uh, I, I would say it's it'd be that my favorite creative finance deal is that um, I don't want to talk too much on it. We did a video on it. It's, we're, we're netting like a grand a month. Yeah, it's, like it's no, no expenses. It's guys, it, it never stops. And what you don't understand is you, you can do this for your personal residence too. Yeah. You can do it um, in commercial. It's extremely common for um, uh, 50 units and below to trade on uh, creative finance, a little more advanced talk. But I'm just telling you, like, there's a lot of like little niches that banks don't even want to touch. So um, I've done it with my personal residence before. I've done it with commercial buildings I Actually, own. I guess your favorite creative finance deal is one you're living in, right? Yeah, I, 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 I live in my dream house with everything I need. And it honestly, it, <laughs> it took me 19 years to figure it out. But yeah. I, I got exactly what I wanted because I kept kind of like, I just want to want this and that. And, um, you know, I lived, I've lived in the suburbs forever. I just decided I don't want to do that anymore. And 
I want one place where I can go and do everything. So I, I don't want to go into all the details, but I, um, when the dust settles, I'll be happy to share it with you. Yeah. Uh, an amazing, amazing deal. And it would be a show in its entire yeah. self. So it was hack knows everything I went through to do it. And I, uh, I got like a, a five-year plan. So I'm, I'm picking away it'll at take it. Five years to get it, but yeah, it'll take me another five years well, to finish all the, well, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get into it it's later, fun, right? guys. Like that, that yeah. if somebody wants to sell you a house and you, and you have an amazing rapport with them, and they're open to doing a solution with you, if they own it outright cash, you'd be surprised. Like people really, they don't want to. Like I've had people tell me, like, listen, I only want interest only payments. I don't want to pay my capital gains, and yeah. I want to hold off on it. I'm like sixty five. I got to wait like another uh, five ten years. Sure, man. I go crazy on those deals. I absolutely love it. Now the other ones yeah. when they have no money and you got to walk them down the one solution, but the other guy is like, man, you solve this problem, get it done. And cause he still knows he's going to get his money. Yeah. He or she, a lot of she's out there, by the way, I don't mean to disrespect. So, um, it's fun. Like I'm telling you multi-million dollar deals and the biggest like apartment deals are all taken down this way too. I agree. It's, it, it's, there's opportunity out there. And that's it's, all I can really say. So, um, excellent advice. Thank you. Don't you got to take off? Um, no, we're fine. We're good. Okay. I'll let you know. So, um, we got a meeting soon guys, just FYI. So let the tenant pay the monthly example. Of course, kept him to send. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Sounds simpler than I'm making it. Go figure. <laughs> hey guys, it's really simple. Yeah. Most people get caught up in all the paperwork and stuff. Honestly, I always go for the verbal agreement and walk through it before I even get to the paperwork. So you could get that agreement. You can even come back like the next day. Although it would be great to get it done there. Um, Cause a lot of times we'll have a simple wholesaling contract. Mm -hmm. And after we sat down and we do a discovery process and listen guys, two ears, one mouth, we go, Oh my God, this is not a wholesaling. Like this is, this is, yeah. And that's how, that's when Zach used to call me. He's like, man, I, I can't wholesale this thing. I go, you just walk into a house and you see granite countertops. You see everything's pristine. Yeah, and you go, hey, what are we going to do? This guy's like six months behind us a mortgage payment. They There's the not tin. much equity. I go, yeah, find out what the payment is. And like, we just, it's just a math problem. Guys, all creative yeah. financing do is a math problem. I will tell you this. The one thing I experienced when you do creative financing deals, you will spend much more time with the seller. Yeah. It's not a 30 minute in and out. Um, it's not uncommon to spend an hour and a half, two hours with them, whatever it takes to build them because they're trying to figure out if they can trust you. And that first meeting, it rarely goes down in one and then you follow up. And if they find out you're consistent and they like you and you can overcome their objections, they'll typically do the deal with you. That's yeah. my experience. So, uh, let's end it off here with a, uh, awesome quote. Um, Zachary Hamilton nails on the head here. The key is not to bring up the bring the down payment up unless they bring it up. It's Correct. Important. Um, so, like a lot of uh, same thing with interest, right? Like a lot of you people know this for creative financing. Who says the interest rate has to be two percent for? But zero. Just assume it's zero, right? I, I, the, we we have a we deal. We have we have a deal now. right right now. Yeah. Um, that what was it? I spread it. It's embarrassing, but. Um, he just, he just didn't care. And so we spread the payments over 10 years and all ready for this. All the payments go to principal. There yeah. is no interest payment. So like, 
So I pay, I think it was like four or 500 a month. I got to look into it. And how much do we rent that one for? I don't give out too much of the details. Oh, no. I, I don't want anyone, you know, we're a little more public now. So no, I know. Um, let's just say it's 0% interest basically on the thing. What city is it in? I am not going to bring okay. that up. That's, that's, fine. that's fine. It's in St. Lucie County. Um, but it, it's like... You got, you got 300,000 houses to choose from. Yeah, so I just said... It's a nice single family house. I mean, it's concrete block. It's nice. But I mean, we're just... The financing's good on it, but it's just... It's a good deal. I, but I he just... The, the bottom line is, I was prepared to like... You know, I was like, okay, this is the most... I was prepared to give him up to like $10,000. Yeah. He just never asked for it. He just, he just like, give it to me at the end. Like whatever. I said, what if we, and I was like, I somehow I, well, this was a, a I mean, it was referral. an out of state seller from like Georgia. So, you know. Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? Just, he remember saying, he goes, can you pay it off in 10 years? Yeah. And I could have gone I attended. I was like, you know what? This is like no interest. Zero. So a lot of people get, don't get hung up on the interest rate either. Yeah. It's all negotiable. By the way, I've had, I have deals where people take interest only. Yeah. You know why? Because their good. accountants tell them you, they tell you that because they don't want to take the gain on it. Because yeah. once they start getting the gain back, then they have to pay the taxes on it. So guys, time fixes a lot of issues in real estate, but I will tell you the creative financing, I'm seeing a trend where people, are getting aggressive in today's market. You guys start overpaying for these things and putting down huge chunks of money, you're going to be very limited on the background. So a rule of thumb is you should always cash flow from day one on a creative financing, especially if you're on a limited budget. If you guys want to bank it, there's a lot of people to bank it. I know there's a lot of people teaching on giving $20,000, $30,000 deposit. Guys, it's really easy to get deals for that. But if you're leaving them five, you need to get 10. If you're leaving them 10, you need to get 20. It's a really simple rule and it always protected me. And anytime I went outside that rule, it was scary because the my our market dropped like 50% locally yeah. here um, in 08, 09. So uh, that's well, kind of it on it. it. So Look at this comment. Um, I think it's a really cool one. Learn so much, Irving says, from your YouTube channel. Thanks, Rick and Zach. You guys are my number one mentors. Soon, no more truck driving for me. Keep giving us good content. That's good awesome. Vibes. That's awesome. Again, another. I think I tagged you in the Facebook group. Whole lady got her first twelve thousand dollars check from us. Just learning our stuff, freewholesaling.com. Yeah, and she actually had money left over to do uh, marketing when she went to freewholesaling.com. I know. Didn't pay any mentors, so it's guys. We have a bunch of creative financing stuff in freewholesaling.com. Like it's just it's a catchy name, but it, it's all of, uh, the labor of our efforts we put in that course. Um, if I was going to sell an $8,000 course, I'd put the same exact thing in there. So exact same stuff. Exact so same do one. yourself a favor. If you're just getting started wholesaling or you're just struggling or you just want to refresh yourself, go to freewholesaling.com. You'll figure out how me and Zach work. And remember we're in a business doing this actively. Um, I have no interest in flipping students. I do quite well with real estate. And the idea is we wanted to build the biggest community, have the biggest impact and we figured the way to really pour it on is put pressure on everyone who's trying to charge for a service. Yeah. I think wholesaling should be free. I have so much more stuff I can show you, but guys, I'm not going to hit you over the head when you come in. I got no upsells. I we run apps. How much advertising? Zero. We run zero. Everything's no, organic. No one ad at all. Thanks to you, guys. What's the like? True. Listen, I get tired of seeing seeing all that stuff in my feed anyway. So it's like it just seems like everyone's the latest greatest guru. So. Guys, if you're going to pay someone, 
make sure they're in the business full-time. It's what they're doing. And remember, you should never, ever have to pay for wholesaling. It's like learning your ABCs. I got it for free. Once you figure out wholesaling, then you can decide what direction you want to go. But I think everybody should start wholesaling. And then wholesaling is like that base. It's your foundation. And then you can pivot and do everything else. Um, I did short self uh, flips when the market was tough. I've done so many things outside of wholesaling. But here's the one thing I've, I've always wholesaled. I've never stopped doing it because it is the fastest way to create wealth and to really um, get jump started in your uh, real estate career. And the biggest thing is, guys, you get your freedom. I took a leap of faith. What was it? When I was 33, God, am I old? Um, 19, 18, 19 years ago. And I'm just telling you, like, sky's the limit. There is no limits. I have removed the financial hindrance. It's up to you. You got to be accountable. You got to take action. You've got to dive in and you got to burn the ships and you got to get it going. So it's uh, there's there's no difference between you and me. I've proven it with Zach. And that's why we're trying to build this, the biggest community. And I want you guys to make six figures oh. as fast as possible because it's easy to do. That's it. Thank you guys so much for watching this. I appreciate it. Smash that like button and subscribe. And we'll see you guys on, uh, we got live Monday actually. So uh, yeah. see you guys Monday. A uh, new documentary episode is going to be moved from Monday to Tuesday. Uh, just so I can. What do are we do on Monday? I'm doing a live Monday. Maybe I'll jump in. All right. We'll check it out. So, okay, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have an awesome.